0: Welcome, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to, to Runkle Recaps How I Met Your Podcast. This is season three, episode 12, No Tomorrow. And this is a very special Valentine's Day broadcast about an episode of St. Patty's Day.
1: Happy Valentine's Day, baby.
0: Happy Valentine's Day. Stop saying baby all of a sudden like you used to always call me baby.
1: I have Facebook um, history proof of me calling you baby. How so? Uh, However many years ago, there was a status that I made that referenced you as baby.
0: Do you remember what it said?
1: No, but I can pull it up.
0: All right, we'll do that later.
1: (laughs) I saw that this morning, and I was like, aha!
0: Are you sure it wasn't that running joke we had about baby?
1: No, it wasn't.
0: Okay. Well, no tomorrow. Not excited about this episode.
1: Not my favorite episode.
0: There was quite a few... I haven't marked this many bad jokes in a while.
1: And there was a whole bunch of them at the beginning.
0: Yeah, they were really grouped together. hmm Maybe we can get through this quickly, because there's not as many good things to talk about, and we can kind of pass by it. Maybe. They try and... I, I didn't look at the advertisement or the preview of this episode, but I bet they did try and hype up something about see how Ted meets his the mother, the future mother of his children. Because they really tried to play that up this episode, even though it it was such a dead end. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah. It's it's very tenuous. I have a theory, but we'll get to it, I'm sure. Okay.
0: We start off with the narrator talking about St. Patrick's Day, how it's one day of the year every person in New York goes out and gets crazy. They, They try and do something funny with the running of the bowls and, like, no, not that crazy, but... Mm-hmm. So we're off to a bad start. Right. Barney and, and Burst... This used to be a
1: thing. I mean, I, we used to go out for St. Patrick's Day every year when I was in college, <laughs> and then, you yeah, know, the first few years after college. And then I think, potentially, you age out of it.
0: <laughs> I feel like I was 50-50 on St. Patty Day festivities. If it tended to fall, like, on a weekend, I would mm-hmm. do something. There was... Most of the, the bigger towns in our area would have a St. Paddy's Day festival. So mm-hmm. Arlington, Virginia, which is what I lived closest to most of my 20s, would have a big St. Paddy's Day festival Like that would cover five or six blocks that were shut off in the city. And that'd be fun. We'd go do that. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me of, at some point in my mid-20s, I was working for this company and had a boss who was Irish. And he was in his 40s. Like, Mid to upper forties, mm-hmm. and he would show up at these festivals where it's mostly twenty somethings getting drunk, in the same kind of green suit that Barney's <laughs> wearing. And so when I saw Barney in that, I was like, oh god, I almost <laughs> forgot about my old boss Sean doing that every year.
1: That's funny. And
0: he like, you know, he's older. He wouldn't come with other friends that were doing it. He wouldn't be talking to anybody. He'd just be kind of walking wanted around. He want to be there in his green outfit.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, Erie always had a big. College scene out at the bars on St. Patty's Day. It's lots of fun.
0: I don't feel like we did it that much when we were in D.C. because it would it no. so rarely happens on the weekend, and we're not much, we're not that adventurous if it's you know Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday.
1: Right. Yeah, and I don't know. If it Was ever like a real big thing in D.C.
0: Well, they have a lot of comments about Barney's outfit. The only one that I thought was kind of funny was Ted's. Hey, NBA player sidelined by knee injury.
1: Eh, I didn't like that. I think I liked the Riddler the best. I didn't really I think the worst of that run is hey Gumby can we tie you in a knot later Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes it makes sense but it's so dumb
0: yeah and then he drops kind of a bad line of I have I have dry cleaned many a stain off this baby gross talking about how it's his lucky St. Paddy's Day suit and then he says something about you know why it's lucky because it's green the color of go as in let's
1: I didn't hate that one as much as most of the other ones
0: yeah Yeah. of all the Bad ones. It's not the worst bad one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Ted informs him that they're not going to do St. Patty's Day this year, which I guess is kind of rude to tell him as he's ready to go out. <laughs> I mean, I guess we don't get a good sense of that. Like Barney has other friends that he could make plans with, but
0: right so in bad not very considerate in bad form, and I get it. The reasoning why not to go out. Right. There's a kind of a line about you're you know you're gonna to have to go off without us, Peter Pan mm-hmm. kind of thing. There's another bad line from I think Marshall saying, "Can we shoot pool on you?" <laughs> <laughs> Do I, is, does that mean you like that one?
1: That one I didn't hate as much.
0: I did like Barney saying, "Unacceptable." That's so not Raven.
1: I didn't care for that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I see a pattern that's forming in this episode, but. I'm not sure. I, I think almost for our older audience, we have to explain what That's So Not Raven means as opposed right. to our younger audience. Because right. there was a show starring Raven. What's her last name?
1: I have no idea, actually. Well,
0: she was the youngest girl in the last couple seasons of The Cosby Show. And then she ended up having her own show for a little while on Disney, I think, or Nickelodeon, one of those, called Sounds That's right. So Raven. And then she ended up on not The View, but one of those other all-female daytime talk shows where it's a a panel of them. Okay. I don't know if she's still on one of those. But anyways, Marshall said that they just got the keys to their new apartment. And you and I have been wondering, why have they not moved? And I guess it just, sometimes you buy a house, but there's a a month or two before the current tenants are going to move out.
1: And I don't know. This whole thing makes zero sense to me. It's like, did this apartment not get inspected? I I don't understand why this is a storyline.
0: Well, we do know that they sort of rushed through the purchasing process of this. And yes, you generally do get an inspector to come out first. But we saw how bad they were at buying this place. Right. So I suspect maybe they didn't. That's not a requirement, although possibly the insurance company would make you do that.
1: Yeah, I thought you had to.
0: I've heard of it not being done, although that's the, you know, that's the key of idiocy is to not get someplace inspected. Right. beforehand.
1: <laughs> Makes no sense.
0: But they want to go there, hang a painting, do board game night, which we're, we've become quite familiar with. We have the Runkle family game tournament that we run consecutively over and over again.
1: What are we the, on, our fifth or sixth iteration?
0: I think we're on our sixth. I just won my first tournament this last one, but... You know, we have about, what, what are we up to, like 23 games?
1: Oh, I don't think it's that many. I thought it was maybe like 15.
0: It's all your standards, Monopoly, Life, <laughs> Actually, Hungry, Hungry Hippos, just, <laughs> just, been, ad- added just been added. <laughs> I didn't want that added, but Tyler, our son, insisted. But a whole, every, just about every board came, you can think of having had around your house. And then we've added chess on recently and Stratego. So if you get, if you win, you get 50 points. If you get second, you get 25 And then whoever ends up with the most points at the very end wins the whole thing. Now, there's no prize.
1: Tyler likes to make trophies.
0: But none of us want them. (laughs) They're not good.
1: This is probably what we'll be doing on actual St. Paddy's Day.
0: Yeah, for us, board game night, that's just a regular thing.
1: I love board game night. (laughs) Although I don't think they actually brought board games with them. I think they just brought the painting.
0: That's true. We haven't gotten there yet, though. Yeah. Barney's naming all the things about St. Patty's Day that they'll be missing on. Green jello shots, green beer. Where's their spirit? This is where Ted says, sorry, Peter, we're grown-ups now. We can't fly off to Netherland with you anymore.
1: I did like Willie and Marshall. <laughs> like We're drinking green tea with caffeine. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice
0: that. I, li- I did like when Barney yelled at them, saying that, I don't need you people, you make me physically ill. <laughs> sort of had a funny delivery and... Lily then says, he did look a little green. Yeah. That was okay. Was I like kind that cute.
1: One. Marshall gets a phone call and starts talking to somebody. Lily asks who it is, and...
0: It's Ted's butt. He's butt dialing. Is this still a problem? I guess probably.
1: Probably, but probably not as much, because most people put the key. You know, the lock The key down. code on their right. phone, so...
0: Yeah, I don't think this is a big a problem.
1: Yeah, I doubt it.
0: So that's the eighth time this day they're definitely setting this up to use it later yeah. in the episode.
1: But, I, I, you know, I don't remember exactly how phones worked back then, but you think you could put some sort of lock on it so it would stop doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember, must have been like ten years ago, I, I, my phone kept doing it in my pocket. It kept pocket dialing. And it would always call my cousin in Arizona. Oh, Every really? sin- For no reason whatsoever. <laughs> he wasn't, like, my last dial. He wasn't in a spe- especially prominent place in my phone book but for some reason it, al- it would always dial him oh that's so very funny. frustrating to him and I <laughs> <laughs> or him and me rather Marshall goes in fairness I did call Ted's butt at like 2 this afternoon and Lily said it took long enough to call you back I hated that joke
1: <laughs> oh really yeah it, it was fine of course you did of course I said you liked it was it. fine I didn't love it but I didn't hate it
0: we cut to Barney who's in a cab now calling Ted and he's got two women with him very cute Happens that fast, and they're going to a club low point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get they're trying to make a.
1: We're hitting it right on the head. Yeah,
0: they're trying to be symbolic here, but come on, it's a little little ham fisted.
1: Well, we don't know yet. I think it's yeah. I don't think I necessarily picked up on it until like I went back through and was trying to like pick out my favorite jokes. I was like, oh yeah, no, that's a good you know, name for this club, considering what Ted goes through. I
0: want to. I don't want to cover this next Barney tirade in too much detail, but he starts going through it's this really, theory of really the funny. world is coming to an end tonight, and I guess bro Apocalypse or bro were kind of clever. Yeah,
1: but, but it's all to try to get Ted to come out with him.
0: Yeah, and it does lead to something kind of funny where he's saying, you'll have so much more fun with me. Do you really want to spend your last night on Earth playing board games with Marshall and Lily? And then they cut to Marshall saying to Lily, my hand smells weird. Smell this. And Lily goes, yeah, they do. That's new. (laughs) That part was good.
1: There there are
0: some good jokes in this, just not at any regularity. Right.
1: So that convinces Ted that maybe he should go out tonight.
0: Barney's saying, trying to pick which girl he's telling will love Ted because he can't, he has trouble choosing between the two of them.
1: Right. So we get a voiceover from older Ted saying, you know, it's it's a good thing he went to this party because your mother was there
0: which to me is the biggest tease probably on TV that year
1: right so i guess at the point that this came out you know maybe we're keeping an eye out is there anybody we recognize that could potentially be the mother
0: yeah i, I maybe i wonder if they added this in later realizing that this wasn't a very good episode and maybe people will pay more attention if they think they might see the mother
1: i don't know about that <laughs>
0: We get to the bar. They're in line. They're at the very back of the line. Ted's, there's the back and forth with Ted and Barney about kind of Barney wanting whichever girl Ted wants. Mm -hmm. It's very Barney-like. Right. Classic Barney. And Ted really doesn't care. And Ted thinks, well, we're not going to get it anyways. Look at this line. Barney goes up to talk to the bouncer. He puts up a fist to get fist bumped. And the bouncer just ignores him, (laughs) which I thought was kind of funny. And Barney's basically, you know, hey, what's it going to cost us again? Twenty forty.
1: Ted tells him that he's making the wee folk look bad, and to just give him your pot of gold, which isn't bad.
0: Right. The bouncers want to know if it's just those two. Ted says, "Don't worry, we're not going to blow your ratio. We got girls with us." Like how Barney's like, "Mine's the hotter one," (laughs) still not having identified which one he is with. And the bouncer actually turns it around and says, No, actually, if it was just you two, you could go in right now. We've got nothing but girls in there. And I've actually run into this once in my life. Once. Not in New York City. But I remember when I was in my mid 20s, I went to Ocean City with my buddy that I worked with. And his family had a beach house out there. Not the one you're, not my friend uh, Brad, but uh, my other friend Dave, who married my other friend. Amber. Mm -hmm. Oh, we stayed in their beach house. Mm -hmm. But this is when his family had a beach house out there. And him and I were going to go. I think his family was there that weekend, but we could just go up and stay and do whatever we wanted. So we got there before his family did. Instead of going straight to the house, we decided to go right to the beach and, like, hit some bars. Mm -hmm. And we went up to this one bar, and the bartender kind of waved us over, and he said, you know, it's... $10 each person to get in. And there was, you know, we can't see in the bar. There's like no windows to look in. Mm -hmm. And he said, and here's the kicker. There's nothing but women in there right now. (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, okay. And he said, I swear to God, $10 each. If I'm not telling the truth, you can come back out. I'll give you your money back. said, okay, we'll check it out. Mm -hmm. And so we go in and he wasn't lying. There was like 30 (laughs) girls in there and one or two other guys. Like, what did we just walk into?
1: (laughs) Now, did anything actually happen? No, no.
0: (laughs) There was no. It wasn't like girls were draping themselves on us because we were the only guys. Mm -hmm. We thought it would be a freezing, uh, a feeding frenzy, but nevertheless, it was not. (laughs) We had fun. Yeah. We talked, danced. Well, that's good. We winged, we chut. No, I won't go there. (laughs) Jeez. I like Barney's line, never in the history of New York City nightclubs has there been a shortage of dudes. Not even during the great dude shortage of 1883. <laughs> and we noticed that it, I noticed that he stuck the 83 mm-hmm. number in there, which he usually reserves for his percentages. Which and this his is statistics. funny, but this
1: like, what is he trying to say? This doesn't make any sense.
0: Oh. That they can't walk away from this, that they have to take advantage of Well, no, of I know
1: that, but, like, there has never been a shortage of dudes, not even during the dude's shortage. Like, it's just nonsense.
0: Well, we know he likes to quote fake history, so this is kind of yeah. starting that No, I trend. know the fake
1: history thing, but it just literally makes no sense.
0: I don't know. It, it's not <laughs> supposed to make sense, though. You're right, it literally makes no sense, but it's a typical Barney fake history right. quote. And I thought it it came out kind of funny. So Ted's feeling a little guilty. You know, we dragged these girls all the way down here. So they ask, are the girls in there hotter than our dates? And the the bouncer says, I don't know if they're hotter, but they're drunker. (laughs) Ted says, rock and roll, let's go. (laughs) And they go in.
1: Which, you know, rude.
0: We cut to the new apartment and... Marshall's carrying Lily over the threshold. Lily says, you can put me down, Robin, already thinks we're weird. And Lily said, Robin says, no, it's just weird on
1: the subway. <laughs> so did he carry her the entire way there? Is that, is that the implication here?
0: I don't think so. I think he just maybe carried it through every door they went into. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> For some reason, Lily's excited to go check out to see if the previous owners left free stuff.
1: This is what I think of any time we've ever moved into a new place. I'm like, ooh, what free stuff do we have?
0: Only because Because of the this, scene. <laughs> yeah. Marshall's going to hang the art. I like how he's like, oh, look, there's already a nail. Hey, Lil, free nail. <laughs> Score. <laughs> <laughs> but the painting, as he hangs, it keeps tilting. And then Robin starts to look around very suspiciously.
1: Yeah, Robin picks up right away that the apartment is crooked.
0: Marshall has all these theories trying to figure out why this is happening. Is, it, is there a wind in here? A draft? Is the wall slippery? And then Robin points out that the apartment's crooked. And then they reveal it in the way the yeah, camera the shows camera. the apartment. Mm-hmm. Now, how do they not notice this before? I mean, maybe it's just not noticeable with all of the furniture and everything in there. We've seen the apartment fully furnished and all that. Right. Maybe it wouldn't have been a problem once they put their furniture in.
1: Yeah, I, you know, and I don't know. Does it speak to structural instability? Is it Could like, be. Is the floor going to break at some point? Like, I don't know. I don't really know how building structures and architecture work.
0: Is the stink from the... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's eroding the, sewage the cross
0: <laughs> So they spent their entire life savings on some cricket apartment. Marshall does not want Lily to know about it in this evening. He doesn't want to ruin the fun of the evening. Although, mm-hmm. as you had said, they did not bring any board games. In fact, the only board game that they have there is one that they found. Right.
1: And it's interesting. So what were too they going to do? Yeah, they were going to. I think a, the writers getting... just forgot. <laughs> But they were going to have a game night, but they have no furniture, so they were just going to sit on the floor and play games.
0: Yeah, I think so. Or, I mean, is it possible when they said they were going to have a board game night, they just meant that they were going to go all the way back to their place and do it there? And that's yeah, a possibility. it seems
1: weird to, yeah, go all the way to a place to hang up a painting and <laughs> come all the way back. But, I, you know, oh, we just got the keys, so maybe.
0: Lily found a bunch of stuff in the kids' rooms, a free skateboard.
1: Free Hungry Hungry Hippos?
0: As soon as she puts it down, it just rolls away. <laughs> I thought a lot of this apartment stuff was actually pretty good, especially when we get to the ghost. Mm-hmm. This was the one high point of the, the episode. Yeah,
1: Robin doesn't understand how Lily's not noticing it's, <laughs> it's like the last right. 20 minutes of Titanic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she found a free salad strainer.
1: So Marshall convinces Robin not to tell Lily. <laughs> Robin agrees, but it's going to be an uphill battle. They have to think of the right angle. Yeah, this
0: is very very yum <laughs> I have is a third, one. How,
1: yeah.
0: have have a third one, but I'm
1: not going to say it.
0: <laughs> kind of goes back to what we always talk about with the uh, rule of three, mm-hmm. with the jokes. She's almost addressing it.
1: Yeah. And We're just back. the little smirk that she has on her face as she's saying them.
0: Mm-hmm. We're back to the bar. Ted thinks they've stumbled upon some kind of ethical, philosophical wormhole. All they've done is bad things since the night started, and they keep getting rewarded for it.
1: And I don't think Barney's listening, because Barney's just, you know, telling everybody that he has a green suit on (laughs) as they're walking through the bar. Yeah, he's
0: trying to get attention to his look. So Ted tries to test this out further. He hears somebody order from the bartender under the tab gorrito, so he's uh, going to order under that tab as well.
1: And he doesn't just order, like, a beer. He orders (laughs) two bottles of Dom Perignon, which is not going to be cheap.
0: Well, he's testing the system. I guess so. Turns out, because he ordered two bottles, he gets free... Caviar. Caviar. Thank you. And then he meets Ashley. This sort of comes on the back of him saying, now wait till see if something good happens. And she comes up and pinches him, because he's not wearing green. Barney says that he's not wearing green either. This is actually teal. (laughs) And he,
1: like, tries to get her to pinch his butt. He, like, flips his suit jacket up a little bit.
0: Ashley is... Spells her name with two E's. Barney makes a... Bra size comment right. sees it the most, so she invites them to come drink. Th- her and her friends they have a bottle of tequila and shockingly deep belly buttons. Who's gonna say no to that?
1: <laughs> I'm offended as a person with an Audi.
0: <laughs> Are you triggered by this episode? Maybe we should. Maybe we need to record a trigger warning before the oh, no. before back to, before we start of any Audis.
1: <laughs> it's fine.
0: So Ted says it's official. Do bad things, good things happen.
1: Barney advises that the universe is talking to them.
0: Let me get a Field of Dreams reference. Ted <laughs> yeah. wants to know we don't have to build a baseball field, do we?
1: I like that. But Barney says the universe is telling them they have a free pass.
0: For some reason, he's closing his eyes as he's just <laughs> and trying about to this.
1: Yeah, remember where Ted is as he's <laughs> I guess hearing the universe in his head.
0: Oh, this is where they get the free ounce of caviar. Mm-hmm. It's not very much. So now they're sitting with the group of women all toasting to No Tomorrow.
1: Right. So that's how yeah Barney's you know, the universe has told him, yeah, there's no tomorrow. And so they all they all go get on board that and cheers to No Tomorrow with their Dom Perignon.
0: They're wondering what the grown ups are doing right now. We cut to the new apartment. Lily keeps winning Hungry Hungry Hippo because she's on the bottom She's on the the slanty part. (laughs)
1: Well her (laughs) her hippo is just hungrier hungrier.
0: All of a sudden as they're talking the painting tilts very hard again and Lily's water bottle on its which goes on its side, rolls across the room, so she's getting suspicious. (laughs) Marshall's answer to this is to tell her that him and Robin saw a ghost.
1: (laughs) And Robin isn't really trying very hard to play along with it. Lily asks what the ghost looks like, and she says, a sheet with two holes in it. <laughs> Marshall runs with this and turns the ghost into a Confederate general who died at the Army hospital that used to be.
0: <laughs> He's wounded at the Battle of Antietam, which is actually in Maryland, not New York.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, is this even?
0: <laughs> some, for some reason, they took him all the way up to New York City on horse, <laughs> on horse and buggy to get him to a New York City hospital. Yeah.
1: He's vowing revenge, but he's a good guy.
0: My roommate, the last roommate that I had before I moved out into D.C., we lived in, in Fairfax, Virginia together. And he was a University of Virginia graduate. He was in a fraternity at UVA. And the fraternity house apparently at one time was built over where there was a Civil War hospital. Ooh. That's a terrible idea. And so his bedroom that he had in the fraternity house was famously haunted by a girl, by a young girl. And the girl would act differently whether she liked or disliked the people that would stay in the room. Oh,
1: so creepy. And so
0: apparently she liked my roommate, Lee, and once she woke him up when he overslept for a test. Oh, how funny. And he said that things would happen like something would be spinning and keep spinning, like a bottle cap or a penny or something. Weird. So he said that when we were, li- he thinks she followed him up to our apartment no. in Virginia because, and this wasn't the first place he lived in Virginia, or, or, or in Northern Virginia after he graduated because he he him and his he had a roommate in Beth- in Arlington first, and then when him and I moved in together, we moved a little bit further out into the boonies, close to where our office was because gas was like four fifty a Oof, gallon back then. I
1: remember that. And
0: <clears throat> he said there was one day where he was showering in his bathroom, and his little wastebasket in his bath- bathroom fell over, and so he thought it was my dog Lexi. So he said Lexi, and then he looked out, and there was no one there. It was just the the wastebasket had been somehow knocked over, Spooky. and so he thought maybe she had followed him up. I never got any signs of her, but she was a she wasn't a <laughs> Confederate general, but. And I don't know, He's business. he's been known to exaggerate stories in the past, so I'm not 100% that this was all true, but I tend to believe a lot of ghost stories.
1: Call him up and find out if he still sticks to that story.
0: I'm sure he does. <laughs> so now, now this general wanders these halls vowing revenge against the Union cannonade that had once felled him. But he seems nice. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's good. Good guy.
1: So Lily, you know, isn't really buying it. Marshall sees ghosts everywhere. But... if Robin. Yeah. If Robin saw it, then she'll she'll believe <laughs> Robin's delivery here. It passed right through me, and suddenly I felt cold. So very cold. <laughs> <laughs> and then the painting actually falls off the wall, and we uh-huh. get a good, like, physical comedy of Lily jumping into Marshall's arms.
0: Like it's a Scooby-Doo cartoon. <laughs> yeah we go to the bar and ted tries to further test his hypothesis by telling ashley that he really just wants to hook up with her leave before breakfast and never see her again she goes i'm in
1: yeah so this theory is starting to really pan out for ted
0: barney pops up from under a table having done a i guess a belly button shot he said hot damn that's a deep navel which is the only time anyone said hot damn <laughs> In about 30 years.
1: Oh, no tomorrow. Ashley's in agreement with no tomorrow because if there is a tomorrow, she's going to be in trouble because she's married.
0: After she says that, they cut back to the new apartment. Lily's checking back in on them. You, you know, you didn't really see a ghost, guys. And Marshall's trying to convince her it's not a big deal, but she, you know, she says the Confederate general is he's, he's a bad guy and he's probably racist. I don't want him teaching our kids racism. I don't want want some Confederate general ghost teaching them his racism. Marshall says he loves people of all colors and creeds. He was fighting for states' rights, that's all.
1: Yeah, Marshall's really doubling down on this.
0: I'm not sure that there's many states' rights in contention besides slavery. Yeah, it's a weak argument. Robin says he was wearing a sheet. Robin's just done with this. Right. So the apartment's crooked. The floor's crooked, and then Lily sees it. You can see the bridge outside the window is sort of crooked.
1: Mm-hmm. And Marshall's pretty mad. Thanks a lot, Robin. <laughs> and Robin's just incredulous. Like, How is racist ghost better than crooked?
0: <laughs> we go back to the bar, and there's sort of a weird Ted bumping into a girl. I think maybe she pickpocketed him or something, and that's what that was supposed to be. Yeah, I didn't understand what that was. He says, "Oh, I'm sorry." She says, "Oh, that's okay." He never found his phone, so I'm guessing that she stole it when she bumped into him.
1: No, not yet, because one of the messages is after this point. Is after, yeah. Ah, okay. So I don't know what that was about. It seemed like, yeah, it was. It was weird, and it didn't didn't seem to make a lot of sense.
0: All right, Ted's checking in with Barney on this whole thing. He's not so sure this is all. Oh, this is a very good idea. And Barney goes to this whole thing of, it's not cheating for all these reasons. I don't want to even get into all of them.
1: Yeah, and...
0: They don't make sense. They just fit for this one specific circumstance.
1: Right. And I guess if you're Barney, what do you care anyway? (laughs) Like, Barney doesn't care if somebody's married. Like, this has no bearing on... His actions, I don't think.
0: One of those things is that she's from a different area code. They get in this whole area code talk, which I'm sure is very funny to people that live in New York City. I actually did see the breakdown of what all these area codes were. But (laughs) if you're just watching this as a non-New York City person, this makes no sense.
1: Yeah, are area codes like a huge thing in New York? Remember there was like that Seinfeld episode about the new area code? Right.
0: I think because you had to start dialing one or something.
1: From like, Long, area
0: code. from, like, Long Island into the city or something like that. I'm not sure. But, yeah. Apparently, there was a time and place where this was a big deal because it was just starting to happen. Now I think it's probably just settled. The says they're going to have to... We cut back to the apartment. The says they're going to have to nail down their furniture. But, you know, was... <sighs> we should have paid more attention to this when we, when they were looking... In Dois of Triplo, when they were looking at the, the place.
1: Yeah, I... I can't imagine we would have seen anything. Like, I don't think they came up with a storyline until later.
0: I kind of like that we can't raise our kids here. They'll grow up slanted.
1: <laughs> they also won't be able to get a pinball machine.
0: hmm And then Robin tries to diffuse the whole thing by getting on the skateboard and sitting on it with a salad strainer on her head to see if she can make it all the way through the door. This is <laughs> t- seems kind of lame. I could do it backwards. The
1: apartment roller luge has been invented.
0: Which wouldn't make any sense because if they ever got furniture or carpeting
1: Right, or it's rugs, unclear if this game was ever played ever again
0: <laughs> or if it was this, just a this, one-time thing. This episode just, it's such a dead it's end. It's not great. We're at the bar.
1: Barney doesn't see what the big deal is, just, you know, why is Ted care?
0: Ashley comes up and checks in with Ted who admits that he was a little thrown by the announcement that she's married. And some dude comes up to Ted saying that they have a problem. Barney steps in like he's going to help Ted out and then sees how big the guy is and keeps walking. <laughs> Ted thinks it might be Ashley's husband. She said she's never seen the guy before in our life. Turns out to be Rick Garrido, who he, whose tab he used. And Ted gets punched in the face and blacks out. Or that's how the screen
1: goes. Right. And then we end up back at Ted and Marshall's apartment the next day. Ted says the police arrested the other guy and he drank for free the rest of the night, which makes no sense because he, like, yes, this guy punched him. He probably should have gotten in trouble for that. But Ted also, like, committed credit card fraud and shouldn't have been allowed to stay, probably should have been charged as well.
0: Well, I guess the insinuation here is the guy got arrested... But his tab never got closed, and maybe the bartender was never alerted.
1: Oh, uh, and So, okay. so, so he Ted got away kept, with
0: it. Ted either, either had already just gotten away with ordering that stuff, but, or he kept ordering off that tab for the rest of the night
1: because
0: hmm. they didn't close it out. Interesting. Ted's pretty pleased with himself, and Marshall's very high-handed with his. You don't see anything yeah. wrong with that story?
1: And Marshall's, like, dressed up like he's about to go to work, so Marshall's really looking the grown-up here in comparison to Ted.
0: Huh, yeah. He kissed a married woman. That offends Marshall. He committed credit card fraud. <laughs> well, there's a cute little
1: exchange where he's like, I lost my new phone back at the club, and Marshall, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, I lose things. <laughs> it was kind of cute. hmm But, yeah, that's what Marshall says. Yeah, you, know, you kissed the married woman. You committed credit card fraud.
0: Ted says it's not as bad as it sounds. Marshall said... Do you want to hear exactly how it sounds, Ted? And then they go through the messages. Now, here's where I have a big problem. Well,
1: hold on. Before you get to that, I just want to back up. Like, Marshall points out that, like, you're turning into Barney. We don't need another Barney, which is a very good point, I think, that he's making. And then, yes, so then they go into the messages that Ted left them or left on Marshall's phone during the butt dialing.
0: Right, right. and the first one is them checking in with a bouncer.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Ted's acting all drunk, and we haven't seen him drinking at all.
1: I don't think he was acting drunk. I think he yeah, was. Yeah,
0: he was, because it's rock and roll and kicking out. Yeah, I think he was acting no, like an idiot. A, no, he wasn't acting. He was acting drunk. He was, like, slurring. He was kind of swaying in his stature. Mm. So, no, he was definitely acting drunk in this scene. Um, we could replay it, but he, I paid very close attention, because I remember this, that he that always bugged me, that he's acting drunk, but, there, that, but that he wasn't drinking yet. I don't think you, we need to comment about the rest of the messages. They're just, you know... Him a little sloppier than what the first version looked like. Yeah,
1: he he had remembered it as you know, kind of like a triumph of the night, and then hearing it the next day makes him realize like "Uh, this isn't really the the person that I want to be.
0: And then there's a long back and forth about Ted thinking that Marshall was very firm with him and how it was sexy and (laughs)
1: thought they were going to kiss. Yeah. So then they start talking about the new apartment Yeah, you know, Ted knows that, you know, this isn't going to be an easy fix. Marshall points out it's going to be very expensive and they're probably going to need to stay with Ted for a bit longer and Ted's good with that.
0: Yeah, it seems like he, need, he needs them to be good influences on him.
1: Yeah. So Ted goes back to get his phone from the bar and yeah, it doesn't seem like he found it but I don't know, it was kind of weird. Like yeah, he's just like kind of picking through random stuff at the bar, looking for it and then just leaves after like ten seconds.
0: Yeah, when he goes out and it's raining, I think it points out you can see the low point sign for the club and
1: Okay, I missed that.
0: Very again. Symbolism. (laughs) Right.
1: And so this is where we get like, yes, you know, your mom was at that club, I didn't meet her, which is probably good. She wouldn't have liked me. I didn't like me but
0: and then he ends it with you see I didn't know it yet but my luck was about to change but it's not <laughs> he meets stella next that's that's even next week
1: yeah. we get the 10
0: the 10 sessions
1: right and so and we get the yellow umbrella which becomes important
0: they they tried to build this up like like this is the first touchpoint between him and the and the mother and the titular mother but really we get no further i guess he has sort of a near run in with her when he's dating sarah bilson's character rachel bilson rachel bilson yeah rachel bilson's character uh but really they don't tie all together that well except for the umbrella but it yeah. doesn't it, the, the umbrella didn't need to be there for them to get together in the end no it was insignificant
1: but it's still kind of cute and so, like, I think the theory that I kind of came up with at the beginning of this, where he was like, you know, I went to this big St. Patrick's Day party, and it's a good thing I did, and I think you kind of stop it there instead of the, you know, because, funny enough, you know, your mother was there. But if we ended it, like, it's a good thing I did, because this helped him recognize, like, okay, this track that I'm going isn't where I want to go, I want to start... Being a little more grown up, want to start, you know, getting ready to settle down, and that's, you know, that leads into Stella, which obviously doesn't end well, but I think sets him on a path instead of continuing down the douchey road and just doing Barney-esque kind of things.
0: Except this episode is sandwiched between when he's already met Stella, so he's already interested in dating Stella. So this wasn't like a turning point for him where now he's ready to date Estella and get serious about somebody. But I think my only problem with it is it was very clearly an episode where they were trying to get you excited about him meeting the mother, even though it's not going to happen for six more
1: seasons, you know? Yeah, and I feel like they did this interspersed throughout. Yeah, we almost think we're going to... Get some sort of clue or something. And, I mean, I guess we did with the yellow umbrella. We have seen the yellow umbrella before.
0: I'd still be willing to bet that they did something to set up this episode so the viewers thought that we were going to get a glimpse of the
1: mother. Yeah, and maybe that's what that bumping into the random person was. Maybe that was supposed to be like, oh, maybe that's the mother. Oh, I
0: never thought of it. I mean, obviously it wasn't the same actress, but right that's a possibility that that was what that was supposed to be. Although, why do I feel like she's, she wasn't there the same time as him? Like she left there before he got there or something.
1: I think there's just a throwaway line that she says, like, oh, the last time I went out was St. Patrick's Day. It was awful. I left early. So we don't necessarily know if they were there at the same time. There's really no way of knowing that. Unless yeah, they both remember like oh, I went to that party from nine oh one to ten oh five.
0: We get one last final scene right before this ends with Barney waking up next to a dumpster hidden under trash, and he bark he burps up a piece of lettuce.
1: Oh, was that what that was? And then he
0: goes, "I'm awesome."
1: <laughs> so gross.
0: I thought that was kind of a funny scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I guess maybe there's a bit of a parallel there that like. You know, Ted woke up in his bed, but still looks at this as a low point. Um, Barney woke up in the literal garbage and still sees himself as awesome. Where do you think I ranked this? 101. No, it's actually ranked
0: 80. Oh, okay. (laughs) I think there was enough laughs in here that it kind of gave it a boost. It did feel like a... Like a not-so-great season one episode to me. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree.
0: It is not the worst-ranked episode of season three, though. Ooh. There's only one more that's ranked worse than it. And it's, I think there's only 20 episodes in this season. So we're okay. more than halfway done with the season now.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: We... Oh, favorite line? Or um, joke? I'll start. I think my favorite was Ted's drunkener... Rock and roll, where he like, does a kung fu move when he says it. I thought that was really funny, even though it, I didn't believe that he could have been drunk at that point.
1: Hmm. I did like the, maybe your hippo's just hungrier, hungrier than ours, and the deadpan. You know, I felt so cold, so very cold. Okay. Like, I think Robin had a lot of good lines in this one. I didn't like the hippo line,
0: but the second one I did like. My least favorite is the Marshall I didn't call it, or I did call it at 2 p.m., this afternoon, the the butt mm. dial him dialing Ted's butt. I guess.
1: Yeah, I have quite a few contenders. I have the Hey Gumby. Can we tie you in a knot later? That's so not Raven. Why
0: don't we just do the Gumby one? That seemed to be the one that raised your hair. Your the <laughs> hair on your. What am I trying to say? Is there I an expression?
1: <laughs> I mean, there's the hair on the back of my neck, but that's only if I'm scared. No, I'm not when I'm mad, my hackles. It's,
0: yeah, raise your <laughs> hackles. That's better. We actually did get. An email from Danielle. She's written to us before, but I can't remember what she said. Do you, Danielle?
1: No, I think she just wrote about one of the other episodes before. Okay. You am know, giving her feedback.
0: So Danielle writes us, Hi, guys. I forgot how much I like this. Oh, I'm sorry. She's talking about the Platinum rule, by the way. So she's writing to us about the Platinum rule. She just got it, in, got it into us a little bit late. So we weren't able to include it on the last podcast. But she says...
1: Oh, you probably... I guess we could have... <laughs> added it in because so you just published that today.
0: Yeah, I did. But the last time we did that, it was really a pain in the ass. Oh. So, <laughs> Because you have to move so many things around to make the timing right on it again. So I, I, I'd rather just read them later.
1: Yeah. And I guess maybe we should be more clear about, like, when we usually record to get people.
0: Our listeners, our, our hits are way up in the last week.
1: Woohoo! I
0: haven't checked. By, like, 200 downloads. Sweet. Over a 30-day period.
1: All right, guys. Keep it up
0: so danielle writes i forgot how much i liked this episode it's not my favorite but it does get referenced at first i thought i remembered them all experiencing this at the same time but it makes sense for them to be staggered oh so i think she's saying that she didn't remember that they were talking about different time periods Mm -hmm. her memory is that they were all going through the same thing at the same time as they were retelling the story to ted
1: Right.
0: Okay. She liked Ted. She liked Ted's speech at the end because that's how she feels, especially about the three-day rule. So Danielle does not like the three-day rule. So all you guys or gals out there that date Danielle, don't wait three days to call her.
1: Nobody should wait three days. It's a dumb rule.
0: I used to do three days. I love the scene in in Swingers where they're talking about the two-day rule,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or it was the three-day rule? I'm not sure what they said, and then. One of the other guys is like you know, I used to do the three day rule, but now I wait six days because everyone in town's doing the three day rule. And they get into this like long debate about it. All right.
1: Did you do the three day rule with me? I can't remember.
0: Well, we were in Vegas right. and we had already sort of decided to hang out when we were both free on yeah. another evening, so that really didn't matter at that point. Okay. All rules are off in Vegas. There are no rules. True story. She said she goes on. If I like you, I'm going to want to hang out with you as early as possible. Spoilers are fine, right? I feel exactly the way Nora does on Desperation Day. Okay, so she's asking if spoilers are okay yeah. before she says the Nora thing.
1: Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. We're all spoilers all the time.
0: And then she says, Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Thanks for writing in, Danielle. We love it.
1: Yep, Happy Valentine's Day.
0: And on that note, why don't you remind people where they can write to us as well.
1: If you also want to be awesome and email us like Danielle, you can email us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Find us at Runkle Recaps on Twitter or underscore how I met your podcast underscore on Instagram.
0: All right, folks. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day.
1: <laughs> A little early, but, you know, go have some green beer. It's fine.
0: Until next week. Oh, and next week we have the 10 sessions, which is. With Britney. With Britney Spears, one of Jen's favorite Ooh, people in the world. And
1: in, in uh, preparation for this next recording, y'all should watch um, Framing Britney Spears. It's on Hulu. Have you watched it? I have. How many episodes is it? It's one. It's like an hour and a half.
0: Okay. Oh, I might also want to mention that we we just watched Captain America Winter Soldier, and there's a lot of Kobe Smolders in it. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's amazing in it, as, his, as per usual. <laughs> And a, she and she sees a ghost. And it passes yes. right through her. <laughs> and it's uh, a winter soldier.
1: But yes, I'm the who,
0: who was a Confederate general once. He was Spoiler. Wrong war. Alright. And with that, till next week.
1: Alright, bye everybody.